Idea Expression Distinction The idea expression distinction or idea expression dichotomy is a legal doctrine in the United States that limits the scope of copyright protection by differentiating an idea from the expression or manifestation of that idea. Unlike patents, which may confer proprietary rights in relation to general ideas and concepts per se when construed as methods, copyrights cannot confer such rights. An adventure novel provides an illustration of the concept. Copyright may subsist in the work as a whole, in the particular story or characters involved, or in any artwork contained in the book, but generally not in the idea or genre of the story. Copyright, therefore, may not subsist in the idea of a man venturing out on a quest, but may subsist in a particular story that follows that pattern. Similarly, if the methods or processes described in a work are patentable, they may be the subject of various patent claims, which may or may not be broad enough to cover other methods or processes based on the same idea. Arthur C. Clarke, for example, sufficiently described the concept of a communications satellite, a geostationary satellite used as a telecommunications relay, in a 1945 paper that was not considered patentable in 1954 when it was developed at Bell Labs. Legal Origins and Status Philosophically, there is disagreement about the distinction between thought and language. In the past it was often thought that the two could not be separated, and so a paraphrase could never exactly reproduce a thought expressed in different words. At the opposite extreme is the view that concepts and language are completely independent, so there is always a range of ways in which a concept can be expressed. In the United States, the doctrine originated from the 1879 Supreme Court case of Baker v. Selden. The Supreme Court held in Selden that, while exclusive rights to the useful arts, in this case bookkeeping, described in a book might be available by patent, only the description itself was protectable by copyright. In later cases, the Supreme Court has stated that unlike a patent, a copyright gives no exclusive right to the art disclosed, protection is given only to the expression of the idea, not the idea itself, and that copyright's idea or expression dichotomy strike a definitional balance between the First Amendment and the Copyright Act by permitting free communication of facts while still protecting an author's expression. In the English decision of Donahue v. Allied Newspapers Limited, 1938, ch. 106, the court illustrated the concept by stating that the person who has clothed the idea in form, whether by means of a picture, a play or a book owns the copyright. In the Australian decision of Victoria Park Racing and Recreation Grounds Company Limited v. Taylor, 1937, Latham C.J. used the analogy of reporting a person's fall from a bus, the first person to do so could not use the law of copyright to stop other people from announcing this fact. Today, Article 1.2 of the European Union Software Directive expressly excludes from copyright ideas and principles that underlie any element of a computer program, including those that underlie its interfaces. As stated by the European Court of Justice in SAS Institute Incorporated v. World Programming Limited, to accept that the functionality of a computer program can be protected by copyright would amount to making it possible to monopolize ideas, to the detriment of technological progress and industrial development. Senna Affair Some courts have recognized that particular ideas can be expressed effectively only by using certain elements or background. The French name for this doctrine is Senna Affair. Therefore, even the expression in these circumstances is unprotected, or extremely limited to verbatim copying only. This is true in the United Kingdom and most Commonwealth countries. The term scenes affair means obligatory scene, a scene in a play that the audience has been permitted to foresee and to desire from the progress of the action, 
and such a scene can never be omitted without a consequent dissatisfaction. The term was applied to copyright law in Kane v. Universal Pictures, 1942, where the United States District Court for the Southern District of California ruled that, similarities and incidental details necessary to the environment or setting of an action are not the material of which copyrightable originality consists. The concept has been used by U.S. and U.K. courts. The term is used both in the sense of a scene that inevitably follows from a situation, or a standard scene that is always included in a particular genre of work. Another court said under the, Doctrine of Senna a Fair, courts will not protect a copyrighted work from infringement if the expression embodied in the work necessarily flows from a commonplace idea. The concept has been extended to computer software, where some aspects may be dictated by the problem to be solved, or may be standard programming techniques. In the United States it is recognized that certain background elements are universal or at least commonplace in some types of work. For example, in Walker v. Time Life Films Inc., 1986, the Second Circuit said that in a film about cops in the South Bronx it was inevitable that the scenery would include drunks, strip cars, prostitutes, and rats. In Gates Rubber Company v. Bando Chemical Industries, Limited, 1993, the Tenth Circuit held that hardware standards and mechanical specifications, software standards and compatibility requirements, computer manufacturer design standards, target industry practices and demands, and computer industry programming practices were unprotectable Senna affair for computer programs. The principle must have a limit, however, so that something is outside the Senna affair doctrine for South Bronx movies. Perhaps, Cockroaches, gangs, and muggings are also part of the South Bronx Senna affair, but further similarity such as the film having as characters a slumlord with a heart of gold and a policeman who is a Zen Buddhist and lives in a garage surely goes beyond the South Bronx Senna affair. There must be some expression possible even in a cliché-ridden genre. Merger Doctrine A broader but related concept is the merger doctrine. Some ideas can be expressed intelligibly only in one or a limited number of ways. The rules of the game provide an example. In such cases the expression merges with the idea and is therefore not protected. There are cases where there is very little choice about how to express some fact or idea, so a copy or close paraphrase may be unavoidable. In this case, the merger doctrine comes into play. The fact or idea and the expression are seen as merged, and the expression cannot be protected. The merger doctrine is typically applied only to factual information or scientific theories, not to imaginative works such as plays or novels where the author has a much broader choice of expression. The merger doctrine has been applied to the user interface design of computer software, where similarity between icons used by two different programs is acceptable if only a very limited number of icons would be recognizable by users, such as an image looking like a page to represent a document. However, in 1994 a UK judge in IBCO's Computers v. Barclays Mercantile Finance cast doubt on the merger doctrine, saying he was not comfortable with the idea that if there is only one way of expressing an idea that way is not the subject of copyright. United States courts are divided on whether merger prevents copyrightability in the first place, or should instead be considered when determining if the defendant copied protected expression. Only one federal circuit, the Ninth Circuit, has specifically held that merger should be considered a defense to copyright infringement, but as of 2019 this is not considered an affirmative defense as the plaintiff still carries the burden of proof that infringement occurred. Limitations and Exceptions to Copyright Limitations and Exceptions to Copyright are provisions, in local copyright law or the Berne Convention, which allow for copyrighted works to be used without a license from the copyright owner.
Limitations and exceptions to copyright relate to a number of important considerations such as market failure, freedom of speech, education and equality of access, such as by the visually impaired. Some view limitations and exceptions as user rights seeing user rights as providing an essential balance to the rights of the copyright owners. There is no consensus among copyright experts as to whether user rights are rights or simply limitations on copyright. The concept of user rights has been recognized by courts, including the Canadian Supreme Court, which classed fair dealing as such a user right. These kinds of disagreements in philosophy are quite common in the philosophy of copyright, where debates about jurisprudential reasoning tend to act as proxies for more substantial disagreements about good policy. Changing Technology The scope of copyright limitations and exceptions became a subject of societal and political debate within various nations in the late 1990s and early 2000s, largely due to the impact of digital technology, the changes in national copyright legislations for compliance with TRIPS, and the enactment of anti-circumvention rules in response to the WIPO Copyright Treaty. The European People's Party concluded that international instruments for the protection of copyright no longer seem capable of guaranteeing creators and investors a fair return on their activities while ensuring the public's access to information and respect for privacy. Defenders of copyright exceptions fear that technology, contract law undermining copyright law and copyright law not being amended, is reducing the scope of important exceptions and therefore harming creativity. In May 2010 a declaration entitled Copyright for Creativity was launched, stating, while exclusive rights have been adapted and harmonized to meet the challenges of the knowledge economy, copyrights exceptions are radically out of line with the needs of the modern information society. The lack of harmonization of exceptions hinders the circulation of knowledge-based goods and services across Europe. The lack of flexibility within the current European exceptions regime also prevents us from adapting to a constantly changing technological environment. This ad hoc coalition is being registered at the official EU Transparency Register in the section In-House Lobbyists. Coordinator of this project runs a Brussels-based public affairs and government relations firm specialized in the online environment that mainly mentions industry and trade associations as its clients. Attempts at expansion of copyright limitations and exceptions are sometimes regarded as a threat by publishers. Competition law and antitrust law. Copyright is typically thought of as a limited, legally sanctioned monopoly. Because of this, copyright licensing may sometimes interfere too much in free and competitive markets. These concerns are governed by legal doctrines such as competition law in the European Union, antitrust law in the United States, and anti-monopoly law in Russia and Japan. Competition issues may arise when the licensing party unfairly leverages market power, engages in price discrimination through its licensing terms, or otherwise uses a licensing agreement in a discriminatory or unfair manner. Attempts to extend the copyright term granted by law, for example, by collecting royalties for use of the work after its copyright term has expired and it has passed into the public domain, raise such competition concerns. In April 1995, the U.S. published antitrust guidelines for the licensing of intellectual property which apply to patents, copyright, and trade secrets. In January 1996, the European Union published Commission Regulation No. 240-96 which applies to patents, copyright, and other intellectual property rights, especially regarding licenses. The guidelines apply mutatis mutandis to the extent possible. The interplay of copyright law and competition law is increasingly important in the digital world, as most countries' laws allow private contracts to override copyright law. 
given that copyright law creates a legally sanctioned monopoly, balanced by limitations and exceptions that allow access without the permission of the copyright holder, the overriding of copyright law by private contracts can create monopoly activity. Well-known limitations and exceptions include fair dealing in the UK and Canada, as well as the fair use doctrine in the US. The undermining of copyright law and in particular limitations and exceptions to copyright by contract law is an issue frequently raised by libraries, and library groups such as International Federation of Library Associations and Institutions. As a result of this, this issue is increasingly being looked at and discussed at a national governmental level for example UK as well as international level such as WIPO, as part of the development agenda. International Legal Instruments Limitations and exceptions are also the subject of significant regulation by global treaties. These treaties have harmonized the exclusive rights which must be provided by copyright laws, and the Byrne three-step test operates to constrain the kinds of copyright exceptions and limitations which individual nations can enact. On the other hand, there are very few requirements in international copyright treaties placed on national governments to provide any exemptions from exclusive rights. One such case is Article 10-1 of the Byrne Convention, which guarantees a limited right to make quotations from copyrighted works. Because of the lack of balance in international treaties in October 2004, WIPO agreed to adopt a significant proposal offered by Argentina and Brazil, the proposal for the establishment of a development agenda for WIPO also known simply as the Development Agenda, from the Geneva Declaration on the Future of the World Intellectual Property Organization. This proposal was well supported by developing countries. A number of civil society bodies have been working on a draft access to knowledge or A2K treaty which they would like to see introduced. National laws. Two important examples of limitations and exceptions to copyright are the fair use doctrine found in the United States and the fair dealing doctrine found in many other common law countries. Other more fundamental boundaries of copyright are caused by thresholds of originalities one, a threshold below which objects cease to be copyrightable, the idea-expression dichotomy, the public domain and the effect of crown copyright. Even copyright maximalists might interpret these as defining copyright, rather than being limitations or exceptions to it. In addition, copyright can only protect the artist's expression of his or her work and not the ideas, systems, or factual information conveyed in it. Likewise, the U.S. courts have determined that stock characters are also uncopyrightable. While fair use in the United States is popularly understood as the only limitation to an author's exclusive rights, it is only one of several important limitations. Section 106 of the U.S. Copyright Law, which defines the exclusive rights in copyrighted works, is subject to sections 107 through 122, which limit the copyright holder's exclusive rights. In the U.S. in stark contrast to those copyright laws which have developed from English law, edicts of government are not subject to copyright including edicts of foreign governments.